Bobby Kloska may not be a name you recognize because he's not a former Notre Dame football or basketball All-American. He's a former Irish golfer who graduated from Notre Dame in 1990. He's 52, married, and a father of five kids. In 2003, at the age of 36, he was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, cancer. His story is an inspirational one because he's defeated cancer now three times and has had to endure 25 surgeries in his life. He's also a diehard Notre Dame football fan since he was a kid, and as you will hear from his story, there's a lot of crossover in how Notre Dame football has played a role in his life through his battles. He's a devout Catholic who views his battles with cancer as a blessing. Think about that. Cancer as a blessing. A few weeks ago, he had surgery done in his vocal cords for the 19th time. The surgery was done at the University of Michigan two days after Michigan crushed Notre Dame. That's where our conversation begins. Here's Focus on Faith with Bobby Klaska. I, I want to start with the fact that you're the reason Notre Dame got pounded by Michigan. <laughs> you're going into surgery two days later for your 19th vocal cord surgery. And I, I just think everyone who knows you was wanted to make sure the, the doctors up at the University of Michigan were, uh, were, were, were happy and ready to go. So uh, I think it's your responsibility, don't you think? The, the problem is my surgeon at the University of Michigan is not only works there, he's an undergrad Wolverine. And his daughter had to choose between Notre Dame and Michigan, and he got her to choose Michigan. So he is a fan. And uh, yeah, this will tell you how kind he is and thoughtful. He knew that I was not feeling well and that I wouldn't be able to attend the game. So when the game was over, he pulled out his phone and took a picture of the scoreboard and then printed it out for me and gave it to me in the pre-op uh, section when he comes to talk to me. And he gave me this little gift and it was the scoreboard of Michigan 45, Notre Dame 14. And just what a thoughtful, kind guy he was to do that for me. And here you are. Your voice is sounding uh, much better than it's been for, for the last year. So obviously it worked to your advantage that Notre Dame got crushed in that game. It did. It. I absolutely, uh, you know, even out of the worst horrible evil, good things can come, right? <laughs> I remember I remember texting you that I was uh, praying for Michigan so that to help you out and you just said you just sent me the stop sign. <laughs> right. No, I would believe me. I wanted to win. I in fact that was that was it's the most highly branded hospital I've ever been to. Every single piece of equipment has a block M on it, including the wheelchair that I had to ride in as they wheeled me into um, surgery. So it, it was humbling. Your story is an incredible one. Uh, all the battles you've been through over the last, uh, you know, 17 years or so and, and all the cancer that you've beaten. Uh, you know, we we joke about the vocal cord surgery that you've had. But, you know, um, you first got diagnosed in 2003 with, with cancer and, you know, your wife's pregnant, you know, all that went through just how difficult was the first time you had a battle through it? with everything that was going on in your life as, you know, a young dad, really? Yeah, I would say it was incredibly difficult. Um, and yet, uh, as hard as it was, and as uh, panicked as other people were, um, I felt a peace. And it's hard to describe, but I never felt panicked. I always felt like the Lord was with me. And we had, I mean, Margie gets really sick when she's pregnant. She was sick. 
Um, we had uh, basements flooding and we had car accidents and we had, um, you know, all this uh, six months of chemo and I got every side effect they warn you of. I mean, I was like the poster boy of every side effect. When they read that to you ahead of time, they have to go through each one and it kind of freaks you out. I got just about every one. Um, so it, I would say the, the level of difficulty was high, but the level of grace from God was also high. And um, in some ways, it's not that hard to have cancer because when people are really worried about you and you're suffering and you feel bad and everything, everybody's nice to you. And they're nice to you in a way that um, is overwhelming. How people reach out. And when they would love on my children or my wife, that they were loving me by taking care of them. And you would never see that from people if you didn't have cancer. But here's the dirty little secret. And I always feel bad for people who have the same symptoms I have but don't have cancer. Because if I have a headache or my mouth hurts or something from chemo, it's because he has cancer. So everybody cuts you a break. Everybody comes to your rescue. Anji, you could walk around with a headache that's worse than mine and some canker sores that are just as bad as mine, but you don't have cancer and nobody nobody cares about yours because I mean, no one would care about me anyway, but that's <laughs> well, I mean, maybe you and my wife, but. right. It's just there, there are benefits of, um, there are blessings that come with cancer and it's really, um, I think it can be overblown how hard it is. It's hard, but you also get a lot of love and support that you wouldn't get otherwise. Bobby Klaska, Notre Dame alum, joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays, our Focus on Faith interview. Uh, you know, faith is obviously an incredible part of your life. It's always been uh, a huge family, uh, probably people listening. Um, you know, if we just get half your family listening to the show, our ratings are through the roof. Um, talk about faith uh, growing up and how critical that was for for you know you when when you're just a, a little kid you know it's it's funny but there were there were three or four constants in my life there were maybe four things i knew were true and were kind of pillars of our family life growing up i'm one of 13 children i was the f- fourth oldest so family was still small when i was born i was the fourth there were going to be nine more uh, number one was that uh, mom and dad, it was always family first. It was always take care of your family, take care of your brothers and sisters. Along with that went our Catholic faith. It was unquestioned. We had a crucifix in every room of the house. We prayed the family rosary growing up. We weren't asked if we wanted to go to mass. We just did it and nobody questioned it. And it was beautiful. It wasn't like we always wanted to go. But um, it was part of our self-conception is that we are Catholic Christians. Um, so family, faith, um, academics, and I swear to you, Notre Dame football. Uh, I mean, my first memory as a little boy 
was Joe Theismann scoring a touchdown and my dad picking me up and throwing me up to the ceiling and catching me. And I, I'll never forget that. And number seven has been my favorite number since then. And um, I would just beg for Notre Dame to score touchdowns so my dad would pick me up and throw me. Uh, that's the first memory I have in life. And so those things were all intertwined. I mean, I, they were all part of it. And, uh, you know, we were told you got to work hard, you got to study hard, you take care of your family, you pray, and you, um, you grow closer to God and, and go to Mass and the sacraments, and you root for Notre Dame. <laughs> I mean, that's part of the deal. So then you fast forward to 2007 and you're in what your third bout uh, of cancer and you're sitting in a hospital. You're basically there for 30 days and Notre Dame can't win a game. That probably didn't help the cause then did it for a diehard Notre Dame fan like you are. I got to tell you that. um, So I'm in a germ free environment. If people come into the room, they have to scrub down. They have to be totally covered. It's like the old the old days. They'd put a bubble around you. Now they make everything clean and you can just be in your uh, hospital gown. Um, Being in the same small room, suffering physically, intense suffering, I looked forward four weekends in a row. I just looked forward to a Notre Dame game and I just wanted to to, uh, enjoy the game. And when Notre Dame wins, it always gave me hope. It was just like sort of like the universe's right and I can be happy or whatever we lost every game that was Charlie Weiss's three and nine season or whatever and I I gotta tell you uh it affected me more than I care to admit I mean you're you're supposed to say oh that doesn't matter it's just a game or whatever it just made me depressed and uh you know the there weren't any windows and when it was it was cloudy and I'm suffering, and all I needed was a victory. So the beautiful thing was that the Notre Dame basketball program read about uh, me complaining about that in the South Bend Tribune. They did a story on me, um, and they sent me a care package of victory stuff for the basketball team. Uh, And Mike and his wife were really kind. Um, And so that that helped me through... uh, you know, fill the gaps, but it doesn't totally eliminate the sting of losing four games in a row. And then Mike Bray gave you a inspiration award in 2008 as well. Three-time cancer survivor, diehard Notre Dame fan, Bobby Klaska, joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Um, You know, during these battles, you had some incredible challenges beyond just the cancer that challenged, maybe challenged your faith a little bit. How did you stay so I shouldn't say it challenged your faith. It could challenge your faith, and it didn't challenge your faith. How were you able to stay so positive through um, some inc- excruciating times? All I can tell you is that grace is a gift, and I got many gifts. Um, no matter how, when things kept getting worse and worse and worse, I grew closer and closer and closer to Christ. And there are many places in the scripture where he says, if you wish to be my disciple, you must pick up your cross every day and follow me. 
No servant is greater than the master. And if you sit there and focus on his life and everything he went through, I mean, it did not end well. It ended with him on the cross in despair, calling out to his father saying, why have you abandoned me? He felt that despair. And at the foot of the cross was his mother who never left him. So if um, I could somehow try to emulate Christ and to hang in there, hang in there, and share in his sufferings, and then I could take that, and here was the beautiful thing. The more I suffered, the more I would take my suffering, and I would say, Lord, I offer this to you, and I would pray for people, and uh, more of my prayers for people were answered when I was suffering than at any other time of my life. So like, when your prayers are so efficacious and so powerful, I don't, you know, I'm sitting there, it's not because I'm some virtuous person. I'm sitting there amazed too. I'm like, I'm really praying for these people and things are happening and then people come back and they're like, you can't believe what happened. I just considered it my job to accept the suffering with gratitude, be cheerful as possible and pray for people and using that suffering, offering my suffering. When I was little, my mom, whenever something bad happened and we didn't get something we wanted or we were at a headache or whatever, she would always say, Polish people always said this, offer it up. You take that and you offer it up as a prayer and say, Lord, I give this to you. And it was really that advice early on from my mom, my grandparents, that we said that all the time, it really carried me through. And I would say today, I'm grateful for my cancer. I'm grateful for this suffering because it really brought me closer to God in a way that I didn't even know was possible. I didn't even know there was such intimacy and closeness to God that was possible. And uh, this suffering showed me something. And now I feel like to those who have been given much, much shall be asked. And so my life now is trying to pay it back, pay it forward. I feel like I've been given this abundance of love and grace from God in my job until the day I die is to try to help as many people as possible, try to get as many people to go to heaven, love on people as much as I can, and uh, obey the, the, the two great commandments. Love the God, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So that's what I focus on every day. That's my life. And the cancer helped me do that. Even the losses of Notre Dame football, which made me suffer more, helped me to do that. Because sometimes evil prevails, right? Sometimes Notre Dame loses. Three-time cancer survivor, diehard Notre Dame fan, Bobby Klaska, joining us here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Uh, you, you mentioned till the day you die. Were there times when you thought, today's the day, this might be it? Um, you know, I really wasn't thinking that, but other people were. So when I was in the hospital room, twice when I was, I was hospitalized for a month, twice, two separate times at the University of Chicago. Both times I hit a critical point in the stem cell transplant time where 
half of the people that do this die. And um, I looked bad. And people started showing up, unexpected people, kind of people that I'm not in that great of touch with, but lots of people showed up at my bedside and they started telling me things. And that's when I realized they think that they may never see me again and they're just trying to, and so it was very touching, but I'd be sitting there thinking, dude, I'm not going to die. You don't get it. But, um, but I looked like I was. So that was twice, and then there was a third time after that where in my, I had to live in my parents' house away from my family for five months, and I got very, very ill. And I was uh, freezing cold, shaking uncontrollably, headache, nausea, throwing up, and, uh, and my parents and my sister and my wife thought I was... Uh, in trouble, like I was going to die. And we were going to the hospital, but then in came uh, Father Robert Melnick, a Franciscan friend of ours, and he prayed over me. And he actually prayed prayers against the devil of exorcism over me. And I immediately got better. And then they took me to the hospital, and they checked me out, and they said, there's nothing wrong with you, and I did not manifest any symptoms. Let me tell you, Anj, that very much got me to believe in the existence of a spiritual world of angels and demons. And uh, there's a little bit more to that that I won't share on a radio interview, but I profoundly, it's not faith for me that believes in the spiritual supernatural world. It goes beyond that. It's evidence. I mean, (laughs) it is hardcore evidence. I know it um, because I've experienced it directly and I consider all that a gift. Bobby, thank you very much for sharing your story. And uh, hopefully the Irish can get you a few more victories to help you feel better. <laughs> Please, it would make me feel much, much better. And how about a national title? <laughs> Bobby Klaska, thanks for joining us on uh, Focus on Faith. Uh, Kevin, uh, he's your brother-in-law. And I, I know you know him very well, but it's certainly a very inspirational story within the hundreds of the Klaskas that are in the fam. Well, and I think, yeah, he's just a really neat, uh, unique man, and and his faith is so strong. And as you said a couple times, just to view cancer as a blessing in his outlook, um, I mean, it's it's really amazing. And <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where you can, you can be close uh, with someone, um, but then when you take another look at him, it's really kind of eye-opening. So... Uh, he's a very inspiring person, and I, maybe not to the level uh, that he is, also want Notre Dame football to win because it's it's more enjoyable here in South Bend. <laughs> uh, you know, for those that don't know, Bobby also helped start Catholic Radio here in, in Michiana. Uh, and, you know, a year and a half ago, I didn't know him at all. He reached out to me on Twitter when I left WNDU and was like, hey, if you ever need anything. And I'm like, who's this guy? <laughs> and my wife said, who's this guy? We actually ended up reaching out to him, and he's the person that made the connection for uh, for me to be here at Redeemer Radio, being with all of you here today. So uh, can't thank Bobby enough, and that's what, what he does. He helps other people. Yep. Um, works at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union as the chief partnership officer, doing a great job there for Notre Dame FCU. All right, uh, we got to take a break, and we got our game day sprint here on Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays right after this. 
What's the difference between Notre Dame Federal Credit Union and a bank? Well, banks are owned by investors looking to make a profit. Notre Dame FCU is different. We are a not-for-profit member-owned cooperative. Our mission is to help our members improve their lives by providing products and services that save them money. If we end up with too much money ourselves, we simply give it away to our members' favorite charities. Last year, over a million dollars. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. What happens on the Kyle Hyman Show? Ooh, uh, good question. Good question. Good question. That's a really good question. That's a very good question. That's a great question. Great question. Yeah, you're on to something there, Kyle. Boy, <laughs> that's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, what a great question. That's a great question. Great question. Great, great question, Kyle. Wonderful, wonderful question. That's probably one of the most challenging questions. Again, excellent question. Kyle, you stumped me. Um, I forgot what the question was. Find out weekdays from 7 to 8 a.m.